This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Toronto International Film Festival. I know Keegan and Anthony went to go see uh, Marriage, Marriage Story. Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm literally looking right at it and you at the same time not able to like get that word out of my mouth, um, which I think you guys liked it a lot. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. So we did. We went to a screening of it last weekend and, you know, I wanted to go from the time I saw the trailer. I was like, yes, I, I, this is a movie that I want to see. It's like a Netflix original, but it's also being released in theaters. They're doing a bunch of those this year. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're really like pushing for that um, award season stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew I wanted to see it. But we had gone out the night before and I was like not feeling it waiting in line outside in Hollywood. You know, yeah. ugh, I was like, Bleh. But it was so well worth it. It was so good. It's Adam Driver and um, Scarlett Johansson and Ray Liotta and Laura Dern. It was just wonderful. And Merritt Weaver, is her name Merritt Weaver? Oh, yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's fantastic in everything I ever see her in. And she is in this for a little while as well. It was so... It just gave you that feeling of like everybody has felt these things. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson were so flawless in mm. their performances. And you know me, I'm not like the biggest Scarlett Johansson fan of all time, but mm-hmm. she was so good at being expressive and as was he. And it really like everyone has been through that feeling of a terrible breakup and like what that does to you. And the story really did kind of go between both of their um viewpoint experiences Mm -hmm. and so you had times when you really really felt for him but then you also really really felt for her and it was difficult to like choose a side like whose side you were on you know it's good that they did it that way that's Mm -hmm. real life yeah yeah Yeah. in many cases there isn't a uh uh, one side it's not usually one-sided so it's, it's nice that they 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 really explore both yeah sides. because it's a it's a love story told through the lens of divorce so it was cool mm-hmm. to after the screening Adam Driver came out and Laura Dern and Ray Liotta and one of the other actresses came out to talk and um, it was nice to hear them talk about it like that it's a love story told through the story of their divorce mm. uh, and so it's horrible in a lot of ways it's really like raw emotionally like they have this huge blow up fight scene in it that like if you have ever gone through that kind of thing with a partner when your relationship is falling apart where you're like screaming at each other yeah it it, it, i have i've had that fight you know what i mean and so it's it's hard to watch but they're so they're so good i will be surprised if um at least Adam Driver isn't nominated for something for this. Yeah, awesome. I I, uh, I hesitate on watching it during mm. this time of year. I just don't think I'm in the right headspace for it just yet. I, I do want to see it at some point because I do feel like it, it is something that, that a lot of people go through, you know, obviously like breakups and stuff, but it's really difficult, I think, to describe uh, how singular divorce is. And, and it feels 
I'm not that type of person that's like you can't understand unless you've gone through it. Um, but it is kind of something that you really can't understand what a complicated mix of emotions. I, I used to kind of roll my eyes hmm. when I would hear people say that because I'm like, yeah, we've all gone through a breakup or what have you. Sure. But it's it's and talking with my therapist and that sort of thing, it is something that is just a, a really, really weird mix of emotions. So I do want to really see a movie like that that explores mm-hmm. how how yes. weird it is. I, I mean, and this also has the compounding um, difficult issue of what it's like to have a child in that situation. Ooh, oh, sure. And, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I, not to spoil too much of it, but like he wants to live in New York. She wants to live in LA and kind of trying to figure out what you're doing and, and mm. having Ugh. not only a divorce, but like a contentious divorce. And it's also told through the viewpoint of the lawyers, like Laura Dern is a lawyer and Ray Liotta is a lawyer and having to get these like pit bulls of, mm. they described it really well where they were talking about um, whenever you see like murderers on trial, you're seeing bad people at their best. Yeah. But mm. when you're, you see people who are getting divorced, you're seeing good people at their worst because they're just like going at each other because that's what you have to do to try and like win quote unquote, you know? And Laura Dern is fucking flawless, flawless in that movie. She has a speech in that movie about how, why women in particular have to be so ruthless and they have to be so perfect at the same time um, when they're being like scrutinized that got, a like the entire audience actually applauded wow. after after it because it was so so good wow. um so i mean yeah i can't sing its praises enough and i understand that maybe it'll be different when it comes out on netflix and people are watching it at home but um sometimes that makes it more intimate mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. i've i've found there are things that i've rewatched on netflix that i've seen in the theater that it's a different experience you know sure. it's an experience to go and see a movie in a theater and it's something when it's like in your home which is the reason why i don't watch horror movies in my house right i'm like you bringing the, that shit in keep the devil out of um, this house <laughs> damn right I, I will say i don't usually cry in the theater i cried oh, in, wow. uh, in this in this movie because it was so emotionally raw it was just i think like, that's why i have to avoid it i there's nothing more that i hate than a scary movie and being scared than crying Especially well, in a theater. but you know what? Something that this movie does really well. I mean, I still cried. It's still like it's hard to watch. Yeah. But um, they also there's so much levity as well. Like mm-hmm. so, it was it's Noah Bumgarner who also did I think the Squid and the Whale, and he he's written a bunch of mm-hmm. of things. So he's he's really masterful at like weaving these kinds of stories together. And so like there are scenes that are almost like farcical funny where there's like closing doors and they're like running around Merritt Weaver is hilarious there's this kind of like so there's a lot of of other stuff there to lighten <laughs> how heavy it can like yeah. get um mm. but but yeah I I realized that I just gave them like a, a whole fucking like 10 minute long oh, <laughs> no, ad no. but I think it's it's getting people talking and I think that's what this article or this uh, Twitter thread was kind of about which is like I said, Toronto International Film Festival asks, what are your favorite on-screen relationships? And the other is, what is your most memorable breakups on screen? Dude, you brought up, because we just got done recording a guest spot on Boobies and Newbies. So fun. So fun. I love Kelly so much. Me too. Go check out her podcast, seriously. Yes. So we're going to be day one of the 12 Days of Boobsmiths, which is so cute. Um, But you brought up while you were sleeping. And I was like, 
holy shit, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. And Sandy Bullock and Dude Face. I, I have to ask, is it too late to change our Crazy in Love movie? Because oh. I honestly feel like While You Were Sleeping is such a good it Christmas Crazy in Love so movie. so great. And it's I haven't seen perfect. that movie in forever. That movie is, like, I love that movie so I much. I have watched for- it in forever i, I forgot barely remember how it. much yes. i love it yes okay yes that yeah. is one of my favorite on screen romances is her and the blonde dude who is bill pullman bill pullman, yes. <gasps> bill pullman and that is so oh great. that yes their relationship is so fucking cute sandy bullock is able to pull off Ugh. something as a romantic lead that i feel like she just has that magic quality yeah she's so like real she's so like down down to earth she has a down to earthness about her like a silliness you could be my friend yeah yeah Yeah. where Mm -hmm. she's she's not like one of those like ingenues or too like precious about it like she just feels solid and so yeah i i loved a bunch of her rom-coms absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, those are great um i guess on screen are they are they being specific as far as movie or or tv tv as well i think you can i think you can pull in tv because my mine of course of all time is going to be anna green gables and oh yes you know who i actually love is leslie and ben from parks and rec yes i think oh actually if Uh we're going tv Uh we have to go david and patrick Oh, from Shit Creek—they're the fucking cutest of all time. Oh. They're so cute. I love that relationship. Yes, is precious. I'm. I love. I love Jim and Pam too. I also do. I do love Jim and Pam. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking with mine. Anne and Gilbert. Like I, honestly, I, I wish I could think about it because so that's that's part of what makes those movies or whatever yeah. so great. You know, I was never one for the the Meg Ryan. Yeah, same. Rom-coms. Like, same. I, I, I like Meg Ryan with Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah, I but I just, they never grabbed me the way, and maybe, maybe it was an age thing, but oh, yeah. I totally thought of one, and you're probably not going to agree with me, and that's okay. Okay. Because I know how you guys feel. Um, but as far as movie, I really loved the movie Far and Away. I've actually never seen that. And me either. Oh my God! You're kidding. It's Who's so in it? Great. It's Tom Nicole Kidman and, and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. young, young, young. Oh yeah. yeah totally she's, is she still young. rocking her curls? Hell yeah, yeah, she is. Totally. She's got beautiful hair, man. She does. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I really love that movie when I was kid. Oh, oh my God. Wait, we talked about this a bazillion times. The Cinderella story. Um, ever oh, after. Ever after. after. I don't even bride. know that actor's name. Like what? Like. What happened to him? Jim Barrymore? <laughs> no, 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 the actor. Oh, oh the actor. In Ever After, the oh, prince. Shit, what is no his idea. name? He like never remember. did anything again. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you. he was like, um, yeah. I'm done. I, I've hit my peak, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it a day. No, I'm going to hang my I hat up. I definitely have to look. Oh, and then of course we've got like, you know, the, oh, the whole the Jane Eyre and, and all that stuff that is based off books. If we're going with like, fictional, yeah, um, couplings, although that's not a very healthy couple. Uh, yeah. None of those books none are those. Uh, very yeah. healthy. <laughs> but, you know, I actually really love um, Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant <gasps> in oh, Notting Hill. Notting yes. Hill. Yeah. They're, they're just like, he's so fumbly, flopsy cute that I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a ton of good ones. And yeah, yeah getting into the Christmas season, uh, Love Actually. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love the porn couple in Love Actually or the stand-in yes. couple in yes. Love Actually. Hilarious. He is. Who is that? That's Morgan. A, um, or Martin. 
Um, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yes. yes. Martin Freeman. I wish it was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Can you re- like, let, we're going to actually, someone go in and do one of those deep <laughs> fake videos where you swap out, swap Martin out the face. Martin Freeman for Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> but what about, okay, so if we're talking um, on-screen breakups. Mm. On-screen breakups. Ooh. I will say, yeah, the breakup scene in Marriage Story, or not breakup scene, I guess it's just a fight scene. I it's think, not a breakup. Speaking of Christmas, I just wanted to go... Family Stone because that is so fucking <gasps> that awkward. fucking movie is but so awkward but it's so good I have a hard time good. watching that movie really? actually because it's so uncomfortable to her there's so mean to her and then there's a brother sister swap at the end that I'm just I I'm it makes sense, but also... But also, if you fucked my sister, I don't want to fuck you. Like, I just... <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm just like, I don't want to... If I get with I know, you. I know. You really have to suspend disbelief just because what's-his-face is so freaking charming. Dermot Moroni or no, Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm a Luke Wilson kind of girl. Yeah. Uh, that's that's who I would go with is in that Is it Dermot Moroni or is it Yeah, he's Dylan cute. McDermott? It's not Dylan McDermott. I think it's it's Dermot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that SNL sketch where they're like, (laughs) which one is it? Um, But yeah, that, that movie is one that like, you know how I feel about cringe and like sitting oh, in uncomfortable situations I 100% typically am 100% with you yeah and I yeah. am exactly the same and they are terrible to her like yeah. unnecessarily I'm like you're, if your family's that mean then I'm not taking anyone home ever oh, yeah because like absolutely they're awful people right. <laughs> and they do end up kind of like writing it off like well it's because she wasn't right for him I'm like that's uh, not, that's no reason to be an really... absolute piece of trash <laughs> to the person who gets brought like you at least need to be hospitable yeah. Yeah, like, yeah we're too, we're too midwestern to clearly be like, yeah yeah like, mm, i can't do that no oh also god it's though, like a, a, everything in my nature is opposed to that do love that movie though <laughs> i can't help myself <laughs> it's a classic a lot of people really i i think it's and i don't want to say it's polarizing because it's not like i hate it right but i do think it's um one of those that you either like love it or you don't you know, like, and, but lots wait. of people love that movie. It's one of my holiday go tos. I put it, I put it on around this time of year. Yeah. You know what cheesy ass holiday movie I watch that I look, I know, I know is not a good movie is The Holiday mm. with Cameron Diaz and yeah. Jude yes. Law and Kate Winslet and Jack Black, in which Who? Kate Winslet and Jack Black end up together. Besides, <laughs> thank you. Jack Black is a romantic. But lead. I kind of love it, it I, though. I loved it. I thought that he was like. Can you imagine if you're Kate Winslet and you're like, oh, okay, like I get to be in a holiday rom com, and she sees the casting, she's like, ooh, Jude Law's get okay. So Cameron Diaz got Jude Law. Okay, and then she's just like, wait. <laughs> but that's I kind of just, the point of it, and I kind of like. I don't know. I I kind of would love to see more quote unquote imperfect people. In There's not, these it's, kinds it's of. It's not even it's not the, like the way that he looks. I don't know. There's certain like actors like Jack Black and Tom Green. Yep. Two actors. So I'm just like, I, they just annoy me. Whoa. Totally. totally. Uh, I agree. I, I am going to stand alone here, but I would never put Tom Green and Jack Black on the same plane. Like I think <gasps> Tom Green is the annoying. Yeah, I think yeah. he's, he's incredibly the, annoying. The annoying. Yes. I have no actually. idea. Have you not seen Nacho Libre? I have no idea. Well, but. All of those movies that were coming out at that time were like McGruber, all of those like silly slapstick. (laughs) You know, like all of that shit was happening. But McGruber was not like trying to, you know, racially or like 
yeah, but upon. W- welcome to 2004. Like that's true. what life was like back then. That's it's true. awful. Yeah. But Tropic Thunder couldn't happen now either. Oh, girl. No. <laughs> like, girl. Like, the amount of offensive things. Yeah. We <laughs> learned real quick as a society. Like I just, Oof. for for your angry neighborhood fem- feminists, we just put How I Met Your Mother under the microscope. And Oof. let me tell you, like that yeah. shit. And that was like less than a decade ago right. and it's like we could not do that now yeah, Barney, <laughs> just, Barney we, was legit a fucking predator he was a predator he openly admits at one point in that show to selling a woman for a car yeah he's a bad person and then Ted is just the also worst. a bad person I he's nice guy I don't want to put this under TM. a microscope yeah he's yeah. nice guy I don't want to rewatch it I don't want to put no, it under a microscope sh- I want to leave it where it was in the back of my brain of that place when it absolutely happens and walk away from it and that's totally fine like that's the thing about problematic faves it's okay like even my first watch of the office right now yeah. i'm just like there is shit that's happening right now that i feel so uncomfortable with and it's crazy it was only a few years ago I know. and i realize also with that show there's like kind of this like it's a satirical element where like you know it's bad like it's, yeah it's yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. to He's be bad supposed to be like behaving badly yeah yeah, yeah. but um Anyway, my point of this is to say, (laughs) Tom Green, I don't even know how that man got famous. I think he's incredibly annoying. I don't think he's funny. Um, If you feel differently, if you feel differently, um, listeners, please let me know why you like Tom Green. I will never understand why Drew Barrymore married him. It makes no sense to me. I I, I mean, I like to laugh as much as the next person, but it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Why? Why he was in Charlie's Angels? I don't know. Like, yeah. Oh, I blocked that from my memory for sure. And they end up together. I think. Oh, that's like Drew Drew Barrymore and Tom Green like end up together in that movie, and that's how they met. So gag. I hate it. Why? I hate it. Oh yeah. So we just shit all over Tom Green. Oh my God, Savage X Fenty show. Bye bye, Victoria's Secret. Bye. Calm down. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah, so I believe Victoria's Secret is filing for bankruptcy. Is that right? I did see something Something like that. that? Oh, I didn't see that. Or they might not be filing for for bankruptcy, but they are failing as a business. They're restructuring. I'm not not disappointed. (laughs) They're not doing the their Victoria's Secret fashion show. Which I am not sad about at at all. all. Goodbye. I don't don't want that business to fail because only and Christina, you as well know this, there's so many people in our hometown that rely on that business to do well. Yeah. It's a Columbus based company and we know people it's unfortunate. Can I I haven't bought anything from Vicky Secret since I was like eighteen. Maybe that was when it was like the height of like, oh fancy bra. You know what I mean for me and now I'm like these things, I, I just haven't yeah. liked them since I was I can 18. tell you, I know for a fact, the last time I bought something from Victoria's Secrets was about probably about six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I bought two bras because I needed some new bras. Yeah. And um, I, uncomfortable as hell. Yeah, they're Uncomfortable terrible. as hell. And I ended up, honestly, I think I've worn them a handful of times and initially just finally got rid of them because they're not comfortable. Yeah. They're, they're definitely... Um, fashion over function i would say like there like there are some in there like if you're going because you just want to put on something pretty and sparkly that is going to be taken off fairly quickly right i I think you can find things there for that um if you're looking for a good everyday bra i don't that's not where i would go and honestly listen 
I'm a millennial. I graduated high school the year that the stock market or the housing crisis happened in You're 2008. You're paying $60 for yeah. a bra. I don't have the fucking... I'm going to go to Target, okay? <laughs> Amen, girl. Like, up top. I'm up top. absolutely not going in and spending $60 for one bra. <laughs> I'll yeah. say I think that this, that, what you're talking about... A money. I think this is where the bralette came in. Bralettes Hell were yeah. like a thing forever, and you know why? Because they were inexpensive to make. They mm-hmm. were cute. Mm-hmm. You could do the thing, and it was just they comfy. They comfy. Yep. The bralette was like a thing, and they're like what twelve bucks. And yeah. you know who Sign makes bralettes for large busted women? Rihanna does. Yes, she does. Because Rihanna makes something for everybody. Yes. And it's not coming across in a pandery way. Like, nope. absolutely. It's, it's not. just how she's made her makeup, how she's made her music, how she's making her brand is just so inclusive. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm such a fan. Rihanna is the ultimate, I do what I want. I love it. Like, I, I, I do what I want. Like, fucking idol. I she feel is- like gorgeous yes and she does what she fucking wants and i feel like when she walked in to make fenty when she had the idea to make the cosmetics line i really do feel like she walked in and was like this is what i want to do we're coming out the gate with 45 fucking shades yep, yep. um th- this is what i want make it happen like mm-hmm. i i don't feel like she went in listening to everyone tell her well this is how it's done and you have mm-hmm. to do it this way like she's just like i'm i'm doing it the way well, i want and to her credit if everybody else is doing it this way, why start a new brand at all? Yeah. Why exactly. start a new brand at all? And why put your name on anything if you can't make it different, if you totally. can't make it special and you totally. can't make it inclusive? And what she's done like now it is, I mean, I, I, I understand like Makeup Forever was like, what the fuck? Because they've had a lot of shades for a long time. But with the way that Rihanna did it, it is now... Yeah, people are calling out brands if they do not have a bunch of shades when they come out. It's now standard for yeah. brands to come out with like 40 fucking shades whenever they release a new co- like complexion product. And yeah. like that's, you know, as someone who my if you look at pictures of me in like middle school and I even went at, at, but it's different. It's different for people who have brown skin. Like it is different because Mm -hmm. growing up uh, there were a million shades of various undertones of white. Mm. Um, And there wasn't a lot. You got up into caramel and you're like, you can be caramel, toffee, mocha, or like espresso. And ebony. Yeah, like that was like what you had. Four choices. And it's always like pink. And it didn't matter what your undertone was. I will show you. I will show you. The first time I was allowed to wear makeup was my 13th birthday. My mom took me to the Estee Lauder makeup counter because that's where she bought her makeup. I felt so beautiful. But looking now, and we bought the foundation, we bought all the stuff. My makeup was... (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, it, uh, I have the, to see this picture. The flashback. I I think I have it at home, actually. That's amazing. Um, My... I think I have some on my phone, too. It was so white that (gasps) she put me in. It was so pale because she didn't know what to do. And there honestly weren't that many options for people of darker skin tones. So what what Rihanna is doing is so awesome. And I love seeing it. And I love the fashion show where she had people of all sizes. I love it. Of all abilities. Yep. Uh, It was just great. Yeah, that's what we need to see more of. It's the future. The future is now. The future is now. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that you're saying, though, about Makeup Forever, I think that, you know, like them kind of coming out and be like, wait, 
but we've been here. I think the problem with that is, is that not a lot of people were familiar with Makeup Forever. Makeup Forever was really more of a brand that was meant for makeup artists. Until very and recently, yeah. And they catered yeah. toward mm-hmm. makeup artists. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can't be that upset when you really went the direction of going, like, we're going to speak to the artist, we're going to speak to this group. And then right. when the rest of the group didn't know, you're like, that's who you were gearing yourself towards yeah you know? yeah so. exactly i mean and of and course Vinci was about everyone yeah and of course the beauty industry has come a long way since you know f- sure since makeup forever started and now everyone wants to do everything and they want to get all the high-end stuff and you know you can get it all in sephora mm-hmm. and like i i get that but i mean still i think it was just the way that just something about the way that fenty came out that everyone lost their fucking minds <laughs> yeah and yeah. rightly so like it was well, great her, her website is great too i signed mm-hmm. up and and everything like that and the way that they you know kind of tailor like the products to you that like you fill out a bunch of questions what your body type is like what are things that you like are you like a sexy person are you more subdued are you fiery like I love so, that and then they're like recommending they're like try this try that and i it's just, it's just really smart i think she's a she really smart business woman experiential yeah experiential sure yeah i mean we know what you're saying experience it's it's an experience yeah Yeah, it's an experience yeah i love it i love it so i i'm okay with saying goodbye to the victoria's secret fashion show and hello savage x fenty yeah here for it yeah here well this episode comes out the day before thanksgiving yeah so for fuck mary kill should we theme it? Yes. yes. So so to follow up with last year's theme uh-huh. where we fucked Mary killed our favorite Thanksgiving foods, foods. I thought what if we just do pies this time? Oh, like desserts. Just Okay. Well, yeah. well specifically pies. Pie. I mean, like whatever. I like pies. You can do whatever, Thanks, but Thanksgiving's about pie. Yeah. It's usually it's a pie centered. Yeah. It's not uh, like Christmas event. which is multi. Yeah. This is yeah, yeah. the specific. So uh, growing up, I was always an apple pie fanatic, but in recent years, because Anthony loves it so much, I've been making pecan pies and that's what I've been taking with me to Mm -hmm. our group Mm -hmm. Friendsgiving. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think I'm going to pick a pecan pie. I'm going to say that Friendsgiving is maybe one of my favorite times of the year. Oh, it's the best. I love it. It is. I've never felt so like grossly grossly grateful yeah beyond it's it's really the most incredible i want everybody to join it's one of my favorite days it really is it it is and this year we have a new attendee i cannot wait to smell that oh my god so our friend baby head on monday can't wait our friend vanessa hi vanessa uh and and joe just had a little baby and i oscar and i met him (gasps) baby's name oh my god he's so tiny and he knows our voice because he's been listening and that's exactly right i was like he's so comfortable and chill and quiet and i was like i wonder if it's because i'm sitting here holding him i held him like pretty much the whole time i was there and unless he was eating and i was like he is so chill he's just sleeping the whole time he's not fussy at all and i was like i wonder if it's because he knows us already you know he's listened She's listened to the podcast throughout her entire pregnancy, so we he's heard it. our voices uh, the the whole time. So I love it. Um, it was so precious, precious. I Ugh. I love Friendsgiving. I'm so excited. All right, so you pick pecan. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to side. Are you guys us. pecan or pecan? I pecan. just said pecan, so I'm assuming I'm pecan. Pecan. Yeah. 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 Is okay. that like a tomato? I don't want to tomato. Yeah. Some some people say pecan. Yes. 
I definitely don't. <laughs> those are probably people that say tomato and like those tomato. people are just wrong. <laughs> oh, this is what tomato. Um, I, okay. So like you, when I was younger, I had a specific pie that was my go-to and that used to be the pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. But as I've aged, my, older and wiser i'm now apple pie which is funny because it's a little different from you yeah i, I mean, love a, like a good dutch apple pie or i'll like still take cin- an apple oh. pie any day i love yeah apple pie. okay me too. that's mine i mean i feel like i gotta i gotta stand the pumpkin pie because okay. it's the classic that it, is, it is the, the holiday classic i will say my mom makes this peanut butter pie oh shit mm. That's more around Christmas though, okay. but yeah, it's got it's got that like um, Oreo cookie crust, and oh, then this damn. like peanut butter whip topping mm. confection, and then ganache and delicious. Oh, my God. You know what I made one year Stop. for Thanksgiving that was actually really good was I made a um, butter pecan cheesecake Ooh. with a shortbread crust. Stop oh. it! Mwah. It was so good. Oh, okay, but okay. we're gonna go. We should never do this hungry. Honestly, I'm like hungry. Um, so we're gonna go pecan apple pumpkin. Yep. Okay. Okay. I know what I'm gonna do. Okay. You know, you marry a pumpkin pie. Okay. It's solid. It's gonna be there for you. Everyone likes it. Like you're bringing it to the friend group, and everyone's like, "Pumpkins here! Oh, pumpkins! Great, pumpkin, like pumpkin." We like pumpkin. I, I don't have anything you know, bad to say. Pumpkin never really is rude. Pumpkin is not rude. It's not loud or it's in dependable. Your face. It's dependable. Mm-hmm. Now you fuck pecan pie. Mm. You fuck it. You fuck it good. <laughs> wow. It, it's like it's like it's thick. It's thick. It's, it's syrupy. Sultry. Yeah, it's sultry. Mm, mm, it is mm. the freaking R and B. Of the pie okay. it, absolutely <laughs> okay. that is the perfect way to put it like, it is the Isley you, brothers of pie <laughs> it's talking to you like very fucking white it's like, yes. <laughs> yes yeah oh my god okay. and then I I'm sorry I cannot kill apple though I know I cannot kill it this are you gonna bring rule. friend back I'm gonna bring are friend you? back oh because apple apple pie next time is Keegan? the one that you hold hands with apple pie will like hold you when you cry That's right. and it's like he's your friend he's, he brought ice cream he's your friend <laughs> he brought <laughs> ice cream he, is he, your he goes he goes like um you know leave diving with you he's, oh, yeah. he's a fall activity guy he is, he is he's your ducky. fall friend mm-hmm. he's the ducky of the pies well i know you just said all those wonderful things mm-hmm. yeah about pumpkin pie mm. oh no it's okay i am the weirdo who doesn't really like pumpkin pie? <gasps> oh no! So you secretly don't like my husband? I, wow. I yeah, I like I. <laughs> You're I like it's fine. I, I mean, meet up cool. with Cassie like on without you, and I'm just like, well, how do you really feel about pumpkin? Do you? <laughs> I mean, so I. I mean, I guess just the okay, two, but between he, the two of us, of our group, was probably the serial killer. <laughs> oh right? no! Like to- <laughs> oh no! Um, no, no. I mean, I. I understand the appeal of pumpkin pie. I love other pumpkin things. Like I, I'll make a pumpkin bread, a mm. pumpkin bar mm. with some like cream cheese frosting. Oh, okay. yeah. I, Stop I will guys. do all of that. <laughs> but I think it's something about the texture of pumpkin pie mm-hmm. that I've You're not, not a flan fan either. No, Ooh. I don't like flan. I don't like flan. Um, there's something about that texture, that like Creme jiggly brulee. texture, um, which is funny because I do like pecan pie. But that... There's something about that that I, I don't love. So um, I'm so sorry. Are we friending or are we killing? We're friending. She, she, okay. she changed the rules back and we're going to remember this for the future, Christina. Yeah, whenever yeah. you don't let me friend uh-huh. Keith Morrison, I'm going to okay. be like, what the fuck? Um, 
<laughs> no, so, I think for people it still stands. I'm like, oh, food, oh, food. Why you oh, get to make food. the rules? Wow. Food, food, though, that's a whole nother level. I'm, I can't I'm, throw out food. I'm too Midwesterner to kill I'm, food. I'm holding this. No waste. Waste I'm not holding one. It for the perfect time. A little bit bitter. <laughs> Cassie difficult. has her arms I crossed. <laughs> she is unhappy. I am offended. Um, But okay, so fine. Whatever, fine. I will go ahead and friend pumpkin pie. It doesn't sound like you want to be friends with him. Wow. You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to be. Yeah. I'm I'm really indifferent. I'm ambivalent Ooh. towards pumpkin pie. That's worse than worst. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's worse. So, uh, yeah. I, I kind your, of. Your boyfriend is middle class fancy. I, I want to. I want to fuck your husband's hot brother pumpkin bar oh okay yes i want to fuck his brother pumpkin bread (laughs) yeah or same yeah Um, real hot family real hot family and you know he's fine he's nice dependable yeah yeah just doesn't have that fire right (laughs) so um he ain't spicy (laughs) i'll just put pumpkin in the corner and um i again i'm with you i'm gonna fuck a pecan pie because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't have too much of it. It's like the kind of pie. It's like you need one good hefty slice of it. And then that's all you that's your calorie intake for the entire day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I have made it now several times. And I'm like, that is it's all sugar. It's it is. sugar and corn sugar syrup. nuts. Yeah. yeah it's sugar, sugar nuts. nuts. It's absolutely sugar. That's what nuts. I call them too. Hey, sugar nuts. Oh yeah. That's, that's what he's in as your, in your phone as sugar, sugar nuts. nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a picture of a pecan pie. Like, uh, oh God, I love it. I need it. to date somebody. So just so I could call them sugar nuts now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to fuck up a pecan pie. And then for me, Apple, I think Apple is my pumpkin. Like I I, Apple for me was the old standby. If I I could have apple pie anytime and it was comfortable, it was comforting to me. And that's who you want to go home to. Can I ask, yeah. are you regular apple pie or Dutch? Dutch. I'm both. Sprickens the Dutch. To be honest, uh, I, to be honest, I I'm both. Cr- I, I love that crumble on top. I love oh, a good damn crumble. I love a good flaky crust too, though. So I mean, I, I honestly, I'll go either way. Uh, I go yeah. both ways with the that's um, what, uh, apple. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, she's yeah. really the unicorn of apple pies. <laughs> I, I, I really, I love apple pie any way you want to give it to me. Uh, anyway. You want to give it to me? I'll take it. And Damn. yeah, that's that's, that's hot. That's okay. who you want to, you know, fucking ride or die with. There well, you go. So I'm going to marry an apple. I'm going to keep it spicy as well because mine is different from both of yours. Oh, shit. Here we go. Shit. I love right. it when we're all different. Okay. So I'm going to start with my good friend, Pecan Pie. <laughs> well, friends... But I got to be honest with you. You know how I feel about sweet boys. And it's just too it sweet, sweet for me. Mm-hmm. I don't need that soft ass sweet shit in the bedroom. He, I like. I not so much. He's going to run you a bath. You need a little I spicier. I don't want a yeah. bath run for me. <laughs> of the three of them, it is the least spicy. It doesn't yeah. have cinnamon in it. Nope. It's a sweet sugary bay. It's just sweet yeah. nuts. Mm-hmm. And I do have him in my phone as sweet nuts. And I, he is the person I'll call if I break up with like a boyfriend or like oh, I've had yeah. a bad day at work. Mm-hmm. You know, good old sweet nuts is going to be there for me. Yeah. Pat yes. me on the back, bring me a glass of wine. Too sweet for me to fuck or marry. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. It's so, that I love your logic. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a different view of pumpkin pie than Christina and Keegan. 
Okay. You're going to fuck a pumpkin pie. I am going to fuck a pumpkin pie. <laughs> now here's why. Okay. Because pumpkin pie is unafucking-suming. He looks middle-class fancy on the outside, but once you dig in, he's got a big fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> he got that big, spicy dick energy. Yeah. And you're like, what? yeah. wait, I thought I was, I, I just thought you were going to be, because you just look. You look like and pumpkin pie. And then you, but you I know had what? That whip, you put whipped cream on top and I was like, God damn. Yep. You know what pumpkin pie is? Pumpkin pie is that house on Zillow that you're scrolling and yep. everything looks fucking normal. And then mm, you, boom, like is. sex dungeon. And you're <laughs> like, room. whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yes. Wow. Woo. Wee, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's going to be me and Spice Pumpkin Man. Got it. And uh, <laughs> I am going to marry apple pie. And uh, here's why. Apple pie, agreed. He's he's homey. He feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be your friend. He could be a good lover. He's an all around there for he's you. He's gonna listen to your problems. He is. I feel that he's got. But he's also just like pumpkin, got a surprising amount of spice inside. Yes, like and it's not just sugar. You sweet. got fucking nutmeg in there. He's There's an all spice. He's not gonna lie to you about things. He's gonna tell it to you straight. He's gonna give it to you straight. And it there may I be a little this. edge to it, but he's gonna but come he's in ma- strong. But he's made of fruit. He's gonna he's, made of fruit. he's gonna he's yeah. soft good for you. He's soft and he's good for you. And he's but he's gonna tell you when you're being that's right ridiculous. He's gonna call you on the floor yeah. when need be mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that spice in yes. there. He's gonna call you on the floor if need be. I love that we all have different reasoning. It makes it <laughs> makes me feel like if we were all single and we were all in the dating market going out. Oh, we're, we're not picking we're the not same picking guys. The same no, guys. no. Right. Mm-hmm. We would be awesome wing women yeah. for each other. Oh, right. yeah. And we're awesome wing women for the pie. So yeah. I feel very <laughs> grateful. That's, I love it when we do like not real people. Like oh, I, I love know. it when we do characters yeah. or like. I'm, I'm waiting for presidents like, to come around oh, again. Yes. I like making stories about how, how <laughs> In, they would be. Inanimate objects. Yes. And you know what? It makes sense though. I don't think anybody could argue with our logic. I don't think so either. No. <laughs> no. Come at I us. Cut at us. Let, I dare you. No. I, I want to know. I, I'll leave the worsties. Someone start a Fred. Thread. FMK. Mm. Thanksgiving pie. There it is. There yeah, you go. Also willing to take uh, other pie su- suggestions. Yeah. And it right. has to say pie. We're not going, we're not going any other. Yeah. yeah we're not so branch, branching out into a cobbler. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're sticking, cobbler. you know, there has to be a bottom crust yeah. yep. to it. No soggy bottoms here. Yeah. No soggy <laughs> bottoms. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. You want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Yes. Yeah. And we're back. All right, Cass, you want to get us started with right. stories? So, Okay. Uh, I don't want to give anything away with it. So I'm just going to go right into it. Nice. All right. I was working on a political campaign in Colorado. When most people think of Colorado, they think of Denver. But this was a small desert town near the Utah border. I feel like you may have been there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably driving through. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this single dad on Tinder. I don't want kids, but I'm feeling spontaneous. And I'm like, fuck it. This guy is cute. And his kid is like five. So it's going to like use the bathroom by itself so i guess there you go. i can deal <laughs> i don't know guys five is a five's a great age. that's a mischievous age though it, yeah. i don't want to jump in as a step parent at the- <laughs> I think that's like, how dylan know? was when i met chris i think it's a great age oh really because they're still malleable to the idea of inviting new people into their uh, lives that's and a good if point something were to take root it's not like an 11 year old who's like fuck you you're not my mom that's yeah. also true. true okay you guys make good points yeah right? i mean, me look over. at dylan and chris's relationship mm-hmm. 
I mean, perfect example. Anyway, so boop, boop, boo. Um, we went on our first date and had an amazing time. We were at this, uh, at this like big spot in town for a bluegrass concert. And I ended up meeting a lot of his high school friends. His mom even walked in, but it wasn't like awkward at all. We were just enjoying ourselves. He was a really fun and sweet country guy with good values. He seemed really mature and like he had a shit together. Total husband material. <laughs> Sounds like sugar nuts. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> total sugar nuts. Um, that, if that's not the name of this episode. <laughs> sugar nuts. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking that as I'm making the pecan yeah. pie for Thanksgiving. I'm just like stirring it. Sugar, sugar nuts. nuts. <laughs> so a few days later, I go to his house to watch a movie. It started badly. As soon as I got there, he had already downed three quarters a bottle of whiskey. Whoa. That is too much whiskey. That's a lot of whiskey. Oh, man. How much? Three quarters. Oh, God, no. It's like Uh -uh. somebody that has a great job interview and they show up the first day of work and they're just terrible yep. yeah I, you're like wow you were able to hold that in yep for the job interview yep then the end mask the crazy and then you got the job and you uh, here down to <laughs> I'm, I'm just having trouble comprehending that much whiskey whiskey to be able to take that much whiskey that no you your body is acclimated I've, to it if you're yeah. able to get that much down that quickly i've had half bottle nights and they get a little oh, wild yeah. Yeah, Extra three wild. quarters of a bottle, no. and I'd be like, I'd be on the floor, blackout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be three a.m. White Castle. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely, and that I can feel the headache. Yeah, yeah. already, already. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, my parents had gotten divorced. Um, and when my parents would date, we would get close to their new partner, and it would it, if it didn't work out, we were sad. So I told him in advance I didn't want to meet his kid unless we were official, and he's like. Oh, come say hi. And I'm like, really? I'm not comfortable doing that. He's like, oh, it's fine. He's asleep. Pause. Why would you go say hi to an asleep child? Pause in on so many respects right now. I know. Unpack I, it. I, I assumed that the kid was not there yep. if he is inviting three, someone over and three drinking. quarters of a bottle of whiskey down. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what would you do in an emergency if you had a five-year-old and you had drank that much whiskey? You can't drive him to the hospital. That's no. for sure. Wow. Okie dokie. Well, his, this lady's coming over. So yeah, it's fine. Be yeah, fine. She, it's fine. I declined, but, and, but decided to stick it out and stick around. So I'm super uncomfortable and we're sitting on the couch. Then he's like, come here. I have to show you something for context. He owns an RV manufacturing company or some shit like that. He opens the door to his spare bedroom to show me a collection of mechanical parts assembled as homemade Murder weapons. <gasps> I just got chills. I, was, I have chills. I have goosebumps. I was going to make a joke about him being a murderer. Uh, I didn't expect it to go this way. Okie oh my God. There oh my were God. at least 15 giant sharp objects on sticks in some fashion. <gasps> and again, you have a foot, five-year-old in the house. Yes. A six-foot flogger with 15 metal chains as thick as your forearms. A 75 five pound club covered in spikes <gasps> well you're the gonna die human pizza cutter no. literally a giant spiky wheel of blades on a giant stick oh etc my god uh, you, I, you're gonna die i how what how are you writing to us from the afterlife oh i god. mean so yeah i ran out of there as fast as i could and that was the worst date i've ever been on why the there fuck? was no third date and we did not hook up why but, would you d- Show that to someone. 
I'm like you, Keegan. How are you writing us from the afterlife? I, because that how is... How did you escape this situation? Like, uh, I'm... Why... What kind of person makes FBI, a human if you're listening. pizza cutter? I, oh my god! For why? I, oh, I, we're we're gonna be doing a crazy in love about yeah. that dude uh, uh, for real. And again, you have that is so unsafe. It's <laughs> for it's a small child. Layers be around. I, it's, All of this is bad. Okay. Anyway, so oh much to unpack on that story. Yeah. Oh, oh. yikes! Oh shivers! I right. don't even want to accidentally run into him because it's yeah. like a small town. Well, like fuck dating like i don't i'm so nervous can you yeah, i'm gonna relocate I, you're nervous i'm nervous i go on first dates all the time and now i have to know that there's somebody out there that makes human motherfucking pizza cutters uh, that is the most insane thing and is before, so unaware yeah that they are willing to show them to you immediately oh my upon God. arrival to their abode no thank you chills <laughs> chills Oh, all right. Well, mine uh, was also sent uh, via email. She says, when I was a freshman in high school, a senior asked me out on a date. Oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, fancy. I wasn't super into him, but he was nice to me and I was not the badass confident woman I am today. I need to describe him real quick. He had transition eyeglasses. Oh, <laughs> she puts no. in parentheses, kind of creepy. I, I'm with her. I cannot I with transition eyeglasses. I loathe transition. <laughs> what year is glasses. this? And uh, I'm sorry. Have you met anybody <laughs> under the age of like 40 who that has transition? I know. If you're in high school and you have transition lenses. What's happening? There's a story. Oh, we Your keep, home life is complicated. Going. Listen to the rest of this description. He also had a high and tight military style haircut Mm-mm. and only wore army fatigues to school every day. Oh, no. You so in danger, nervous. girl. Oh, yes. that is scary to me, actually. He wanted to pick the movie and the place we're going to eat, which I agreed to. We decide he would pick me up at my house. The day of the date came. Oh, 300. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and to my surprise, when he pulled up to my house, he was in the passenger seat of the car with his mom driving. Mm. I thought it was weird, but maybe she was just going to drop us off at the movie. And you're Isn't a freshman that the only in high school. reason you date a senior is because they have their own car. Right. And you yeah. don't have to be around yeah. parents. That's right. true. Really. I was going to say, if you're a freshman in high school, you, you're probably still used to parents driving you places. Right. So it might not be as like. But like, that's why you date seniors. And this is. Uh, yeah. So she. Uh, no, she was coming along with us. I. When we got inside, he sent his mom and I to the counter to get snacks while he got the movie tickets. I still wasn't sure what movie we were going to see. I remember I wanted to see The Ring too. Apparently, it was the movie his mom wanted to see, Miss Congeniality too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, oh. San- Sandy Bullock's a treasure. Uh, I'll see a Sandy I mean. Bullock joint any day. Yeah. <laughs> But, Sounds good to me, actually. Yeah. I don't know where the problem is. When we got into the theater, she sat in between us. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. None of us talked the entire time because it was so awkward. This isn't a it date. Is, like, this isn't a date. I, I don't know what this is, this but is so it's not awkward. a date. Like, if you're not even sitting next to the person, like, what? Why? Why even ask yeah. anyone out? I have my stuff, like, you know how I get when I get nervous that I start to get gas because I swallow air. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is you're how just I feel farting right your way through miscongeniality <laughs> too. Like, just 
making that movie <laughs> theater seats real warm. Uh, <laughs> after the movie, I really just wanted to go home, but they insisted that they take me out to eat for dinner. Mm. Again, his mom picked the place, and then she sat on my side of the booth. Applebee's. <laughs> 100. You are getting yep. some half-priced apps up yep. in this bitch immediately. <laughs> Eventually, they took me home, and his mom said she hopes to see me again. Weird. Whoa. (laughs) You went on a date with his mom. (laughs) Yep. And he walked me to my front porch and tried to kiss me, but I swerved and gave him a hug instead. I tried to avoid him after that, but it's hard to do in a small town. After that weird three-way date with his mom, he told everyone I was his girlfriend, and I had to quash those rumors real quick. Thankfully, he graduated uh, a few months after that, and I never thought about him again. So, fast forward oh, 13 damn years oh, later. I fucking love whenever they give an epilogue to yes. the, I know. this story. It's the best. I stopped by a locksmith one day to get keys made for work. And guess who's working behind the counter? Mm-hmm. You're going somewhere else to get your keys made now because mm-hmm. he will make a copy for himself. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-uh. Yep. And his mom. <laughs> yes, and his mom. Oh, God. He looked exactly the same down to the creepy glasses, so I immediately recognized him. So now he has a choice in eyewear, and he's still choosing. <laughs> Transition? <laughs> Transition lenses. I stared at the floor, hoping he wouldn't recognize me, but he did. He was flirting with me while I had the keys Whoa. made, a.k.a. trying to scream at me over the sound of the key cutter. I was so annoyed because I had like a hundred copies to make and it took forever. I had to get colored caps for the keys to make them easier to ID and he insists on taking the time to put them on for me. I think he was just holding me hostage. Of course. I went to pay with my company card and he goes, here's a discount for you and takes 50% off the total. I mean, hey, I'll take that though. As I'm signing the receipt, he decides that's his last shot and asks me out. So I joke with him and I say, would your mom come with us this time? (gasps) Bold, sick, bold move. Burn. (laughs) Girl, you are savage. I love it. And she goes, and then I laugh and he laughs, but gets really red in the (gasps) face. So then I say, actually, I'm married. Um, so, uh, I was doing some dirty work that day. I didn't even have my ring on and he didn't even believe me. Whatever, dude. Thanks for the free keys. See you never. <laughs> oh my God. We stand wow. an icon. Honestly. I know. Um, would your mom come with us this time? Damn. Ooh, damn. Spicy. See. <laughs> okay. So I have a holiday story for you guys. <gasps> yes. Hey, ladies. Uh, First off, y'all are amazing, and I love listening to your podcast. A friend of mine told me about it a couple months ago, and it's really made my bus commute to work more in... Uh, much more enjoyable and incredibly awkward when I start giggling and have to bite the inside of my cheek to keep from making a scene. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I love it. I was catching up on a small backlog of episodes and heard you mention wanting holiday stories, so I figured why not submit my own. It's my fall semester of my senior year of college, and I start dating this guy who lives a ways away. He was also a senior, although in high school. He was 18 when we started seeing each other, though. Not my proudest moment since I was 21. That's not, it's not not too bad. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm less like 18, 21, and more like he's high school. Yeah. 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 High school, college is more. Um, anyways, I live on the other side of the country from my family and didn't go home for Thanksgiving because it didn't make sense financially since I usually went home for Christmas. So, I mean, we all feel that it's like, you don't want to go home twice in a month. That shit is so expensive. Um, 
So I told my boyfriend this and that I usually did a Friendsgiving with some other people who lived too far away to go home and we usually had a good time. Well, he let it slip that his mother uh, to his mother that I didn't go home and she was not having any of that. So I got a text from him one night that says my mom wants you to come over for, to our house for Thanksgiving. We had been dating for maybe a month at this point and I tried to talk my way out of it, but she wasn't having it. Moms, yeah. am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was my own parenthetical, but... Um, I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving anymore since I've been vegetarian since I was in high school. It's Mm -hmm. nice to see everyone. And let's be honest, the best part of that dinner is the side dishes. So I never feel bad (laughs) about taking as much as I want. But it's not my favorite holiday since I usually feel weird turning down dishes my family spent time making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, Yeah. totally. You don't want to feel like a trouble, you know. His family didn't know this since I try not to make a big deal out of my self-imposed dietary restrictions. So he mentioned something to his mom and she was willing to accommodate me and said that most of the sides would be meat-free. Dude, this is the biggest difference between like a Midwest or East Coast vegetarian vegan slash West Coast vegetarian vegan. Where we don't want to put anyone out Mm-hmm. for our own you know yep. dietary choices versus like a west coast vegan who's like you will motherfucking accommodate <laughs> you know yeah. what I, mean? I mean like luckily like the people who we're friends with who are vegans know first of all we just accommodate anyway because we're yeah, all yeah. midwesterners who yes. are living on the west coast and that's what we do but then also they'll bring their own shit to yeah eat as yeah, well yeah. like that's kind of the thing you have to do yeah. in, in these scenarios um I gritted my teeth and agreed to go, thinking it would be a small family thing. <laughs> I take the hour-long ferry ride to his place. You got, you got on a motherfucking ferry. <laughs> getting on a boat for strangers? Ugh. For a side of green beans? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know? I take the hour-long... Oh, blah, 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 and then 30-minute drive from the oh. ferry to his place. So you had to drive your car onto a ferry. Mm-hmm. And then oh, further drive. No. Yeah. Have you ever done that before? No. It's so freaky. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. We did like that going to Martha's Vineyard once and no. it was, I don't know, it creeped me out. I've never lived in a place that had ferries like around. So it yeah. was not like a normal like thing for me to do. Like seriously, because there's that episode of um, Sex in the City where she dates the guy who lives somewhere where she has to like ferry to and from. I don't like that. And I'm like, that seems, I don't want to have to board a boat. I don't want to have to get on water to go see I I swipe left on people that live in Highland Park. Right. We talked about this. Geographically. You're like nine miles is too far. If I have to take an an hour though, hour on a boat. Absolutely not. Um, so he says, 30-minute drive from the ferry to his place, sweating nervously the entire time. I had never met a boyfriend's family and had them know I was the boyfriend. Big ups to living in the South. Okay, so he's Southern. That's why he won't uh, disclose his dietary restrictions. Yeah, that's right. Because, yeah. yeah, you're from the South where meat is king. Meat's king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a boyfriend, boyfriend situation. So I get his nervousness as well. We were just talking about on boobies and newbies about how, when you have to come out, it's kind of like a consistent thing that you feel like you have to do over and over, over and over. Like every time you meet a new person's family and like things like that as well. So I, I get it. And I can't wait until like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's like not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. We pull into his drive and there's a lot of cars there. Like, way more than I thought there would be. This is when he tells me it's not really a small gathering this year like it usually is. Okay, I should have known that beforehand. 
I just hour and a half trip to get here. You couldn't send a text. Yeah. No, I don't like not knowing what to expect. No. I was being graced with the opportunity to meet his mother, her new boyfriend, his dad, and his new wife, his two older sisters and their significant others, his younger half-brother, who was three at the time, two aunts, and a grandparent (laughs) in one fell swoop. Okay, my stomach is full of air. (laughs) That is too many. Got chills. You should meet the immediate family first in a more like comfortable setting. And well after a month. Of wow. dating yes. too. I'm sorry. This is too much. You're meeting aunts and grandparents right now? Yeah. No, 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 no. You're like, mm, we've been on like four or five mm-hmm. dates. That's it. So yeah. mm. I wanted to leave and refuse to let him go more than five feet from me. That's what I do. I'm fucking tethered to you if <laughs> I'm in a situation leech. like this. Yeah. Um, you might as well get one of those like child leashes. Yep. Like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it was awkward at first, but I gradually eased into things, but never fully relaxed. We started serving food and I look around at what they had. Everything, and I mean everything, had some form of meat in it, usually bacon. His mom realized what had happened and since everyone was cooking... Uh, that day it wasn't communicated that I don't eat meat I played it off as no big deal I can pick out the pieces and a couple of small pieces won't cause me too much trouble I was wrong on that end I had been five it had been five years from this point that I hadn't eaten meat and my poor stomach did not know what was going on about halfway through a baked potato which also pause uh, it's motherfucking Thanksgiving. I better be getting mashed potatoes. Thank you. Uh, there's only one way to do a Thanksgiving potato. And that's mashed. And it uh, is mashed. Uh, mm, hash brown casserole is pretty oh, good too. Oh, so, but, sorry, sorry. But we also, I, I have hash brown casserole with mashed potatoes. Yes, yeah, yes yeah. you are I want right. all the potatoes. A hash brown ma- mm. a casserole. A casserole in general is fine. You on did it dairy free last year too, didn't you? No. Um, oh, wait. Who did something that you would normally do? I did, I did mashed potatoes. I did dairy-free mashed potatoes. That's what it was. I did two different potatoes, ones with, with dairy and dairy-free, and I did hash brown casserole. Hell yeah. God, mm. That mm. hash brown casserole is so good that... Dude, it is oh. the dairiest. It is. There's like sour cream in that bitch. Sour mm. cream, butter, a couple hungry. different types of cheeses. <laughs> Uh, okay he says about halfway through a baked potato I start to feel sick and had to excuse myself I spent the rest of the afternoon running back and forth to the restroom because I couldn't keep anything in my system I don't know if any of you have given up meat for a prolonged period and then went back if you don't do it right you can wreck your system and unfortunately nothing stays in for very long and comes shooting out the back door yep yep I was already anxious and that wasn't helping matters either. It was clear to every everyone what was happening and I couldn't bring myself to ask my partner to take me back to the ferry so I could die in the privacy of my dorm room. Also shitting in someone else's house. Oh, oh never a pleasant experience. Come on. Ever, <laughs> ever. And if you are at a family function where there's probably only a couple of bathrooms anyway, yep. there's a shit ton of people there mm-hmm. and they know what's happening. They, they do. know. They do. You keep running back and forth. You don't know where the matches are because it's not your bathroom. Right. Like, you just know Aunt Linda's going to come in after you and just be like, know what, <laughs> you blew what it went down. Up. Yeah. Yep. So I sat there starving on Thanksgiving because I couldn't keep anything in my stomach surrounded by strangers dying inside because they all knew what I was doing. This was easily the most holiday, the worst holiday of my life to date. We didn't last as he broke up with me before heading off to college, stating he didn't want to be in a relationship his freshman year so he could focus. Focus, focus on dick. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, This obviously... 
did great things for my self-esteem. Oh, honey. Aww. A uh, fun follow-up. I woke up to Facebook uh, Facebook friend request from him a few years later. He's engaged and planning a wedding to someone new, someone he met his freshman year of college. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> love you, wow. ladies, and everything you do. Hope you can make it up the coast to Seattle one day. Would love to see you yeah. at a live show, Matthew. Oh, yay. That's so sweet. I love that. I love it, too. Wild-ass story. So oh, my funny. God. It's just my nightmare. Like, all right, I don't like being in uncomfortable situations with strangers. I don't like having to bathroom problems in someone else's house. I know. Ugh. We just like opened, awkward for opened sure. the episode too with uh, Family Stone or whatever. It's oh, just yeah. Like anytime mm-hmm. you're oh. like, just like you're outnumbered. Family. You're yeah, outnumbered. You're outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and having to shit in that situation. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Okay. Do you guys know that even if we all ate the same and exercised the same, that we would all still look completely different? I'm Lacey Green. I'm a super trainer with body. That's B-O-D-I dot com. I'm telling you, this is something that you need in your life. The app isn't just about having a perfect body, because what is that anyway? It's about what we call health esteem. Feeling good about yourself right now, just as you are, as you work on the person you are becoming. Using body's tools to find your version of happy and healthy. Body isn't just some soft software. It's people. It's trainers, nutrition, and mindset experts, and a community of other people just like you and me. And they even have my program for beginners only, which you have to try even if you've never worked out a day in your life. I'll get you off the couch and started on day one, finding the joy and dropping the judgment. And don't take my word for it. You can try it for free right now for 14 days at body.com. That's body with an I.com. Let's get up, get moving, and feel good. Woo woo. All right. So this week, for some reason, I was all over the place trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my crazy in love. I Sometimes it's hard. It is. I, it's funny because I think that I've had so much fun doing like historical. And I know. And I almost texted you that you should have done like Pocahontas. Oh, I, I mean, there's oh, that's a really good one for Thanksgiving. I didn't even think about that. I yeah, I didn't dive in enough. I was like, is it crazy in love, yeah. though? I, I didn't think so. But yeah. I, it's funny because I decided I wanted to go back to Crazy in Love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring out a to, classic. Yeah. I want to bring back, and it is a classic. This is quintessential A Crazy in Love story. Nice. Um, I'm going to do the story of Rebecca Schaefer. Yes. Yay. Good one. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I had actually brought it up because there was a couple I was thinking and I'm like, did we do this already? And I knew that we didn't do this one. We've talked about it. we talked about Many times. It. Yeah. Right. And so Keegan led me to the um, case file yep, on it, which, which is a great. Yeah, he episode. had a lot of good information, mm-hmm. a lot of information from the case file episode. And then I also watched a 2020 called Your Biggest Fan, which was very difficult to get because it's YouTube and it's cut into like five different episodes. So it was like, dude, I haven't one, seen a 2020 in for a hot minute right i I watched them recently because they're on demand on my like spectrum and i was like oh i want to watch something like you know true crimey yeah but i will say i prefer a dateline same yeah to a 2020 yeah yeah Yeah, 2020 is fine it's It's good yeah i i as well 2020 or uh, uh dateline and then maybe 48 hours yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so at any rate okay here we go so this is the story of rebecca schaefer um also got some information from wikipedia too i just want to 
cite all my sources. Word, word. That's kind of mm-hmm. where it was at. All right. 1967, Rebecca Schaefer is born in Eugene, Oregon. Um, and she is an adored only child. She grew up riding horses, loved her life, had a beautiful home life um, with her family. Um, she grew up as a devoutly Jewish in a devoutly Jewish family and was pretty into her religion and at one point even had aspirations of becoming a rabbi. So she was very, um, it's just a cute all American story. Yeah. You know, only child, just very happy household. Um, they ended up moving to the family moved to Portland around 1980, um, when she was 14 years old. And at the time, uh, apparently her hairdresser had suggested meeting another one of his clients, of their clients, um, who happened to be Nanette Troutman. She was a modeling agent. Um, you know, noticing that she's got these gorgeous looks. She's 14 years old. She's young and fresh. Um, she's very classically like all beautiful. American print model. Like that's yep. what she looked like. She looked like an eighties print model. Oh, like yeah. absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Like curly hair. Gorgeous. Yeah. And, and at the time that's really in, in Portland, mm-hmm. she, that's where she started. She da- started doing like, you know, local ads for, you know, clothing and catalog work and things like that. And, you know, it was making her some money and she was doing pretty well. She's the kind of girl who would have been on the cover of like American girl. Oh my God. And like, I would have wanted to have like been friends with. Oh, you know? yeah. hundred percent. I would have cut out her picture. Put it yeah. in a scrapbook. <laughs> Goals. <clears throat> At 16, she decides to move to New York to pursue modeling full time. Um, even going on acting auditions when she gets there as well. So she's like, her parents are, you know, okay with this. And they're like, sure. Kick it into Supportive. the next year. It was the 80s, yeah. though. It was yeah. the 80s when, like, you could convince your parents to do shit like that. Because it's like, look at the runaways. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? In the late 70s, they were like 13. They're like, we want to be in a rock band. The parents are like, okay. They Bad got decision follow, on their part. That guy. But yeah, that <laughs> but, was where you could like drop drop out of high school and pursue your creative dream in the well, 80s. And I, that was and she more, was like responsible. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think, I think that they trusted the her. Yeah. yeah. You I, know, I think that's the big part too, is that they really, her, her father is a child psychologist. So also too, I'm sure this was like, it wasn't like just sure on a whim. You're 16, go. There was, you know, the um, her modeling agent knew a woman out there who kind of took her under her wing. So it wasn't like it was by herself, but it was like she she had connections, she had some people in contact with, and then too she was she was a responsible girl, got good grades. You know, they would have no reason to think that she couldn't be mature enough to do this at, even at 16. Yeah, but to your point, yeah. um, Christina, nowadays I think. It would be very difficult for parents to to let go. Just the type of parenting yeah. that exists mm-hmm. now is is it is different. Yeah. Well, I think beyond that point too, the the shame that you would get from other parents to They're like oh, you did what <gasps> you let what? your kid drop out of high school and what? move across the country to be a model yeah. to pursue. Well, I mean. As far as I knew, she was still doing studies, right? Yeah, it was yeah, just like was. kind of like a, a tutor homeschooling yeah, situation. Yeah, it was like a, a children's academy there that was like, I think, specifically geared toward people who were like models. And but still, the actors. mommy groups on Facebook oh, would today? roast the fuck out of you if you, you did that now. Don't even have an account. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't. just yeah. don't even sign on, don't. actually. Like, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, <clears throat> 
She received um, a short-term spot on Guiding Light before securing a six-month recurring role on One Life to Live. So this really kind of started her her acting career because as she was doing these auditions, she'd, she'd been modeling, but the modeling stuff was was not as... She wasn't performing in New York as well as she was in Portland. Mm-hmm. In Portland, she was perfect for catalogs and things like that. And, and really, it was kind of... You know, she was getting to this point where it's like, you know, at 5'7", you know, she she's didn't not... really have a high fashion look. That's she, it. She had a, a adorable Catalog commercial look. kind of look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that as somebody who did print modeling and is 5'4 and would have loved to have been able to do like actual like fashion modeling. It's sometimes just just not yeah. in the cards for me or Rebecca Schaefer. I know. I always, <laughs> I always say it's because I'm 5'4". It's the reason I That's didn't the, get to model. It's, it's the, the only reason. reason. <laughs> the only reason. I mean, if you've ever seen me, it's obviously because I'm 5'4". It's also, I mean, if, if you stretch me out to a good 5'9", I mean, A, I'd be way skinnier. <laughs> also, too, these thighs would be just I mean, real just stretched out. Like, pencils. Just, you know, stretch Armstrong over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so in 1985, because of, you know, these lofty modeling goals were not quite, you know, working for her in like high fashion, she ended up moving to Japan, um, based on a recommendation because at the time there, you know, uh, American, like, you know, that, that look. American look was exoticized over there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like trying to spit that out. That's exactly right. So at the time it was, there were a lot of American models going over to Asian markets because that was just a look that they really love. Um, <clears throat> so she did do that for a short time. And after a little bit of success, she returned to the United States. Um, in 1986, she secured a small role in the Woody Allen film radio days and at 18, she landed her dream gig as Patty in the much-anticipated return of pa- uh, Pam Dauber from Mark and Mindy, who was going to be the star role in My Sister Sam. Um, Rebecca packed up, moved again across the country to Los Angeles. And so, I mean, imagine her parents are like, you've moved That's to New York. a whirlwind two years. What an amazing, incredible, like, adventure. I mean, to live in New York, to live in Japan. And think about the kind of person who can do that at yeah. 16. Like that is, it is a special kind of person who can, I would it's have gifted. loved the idea of doing that. And I probably would have if my parents let me go to New York, but I don't think I would have had that kind of success because yeah. you have to have this like drive and single-mindedness, you know, like that's amazing it's a very intelligence and a very serious level of Mm -hmm. intelligence i poise yeah yeah and i was i was even just watching uh, i mean when i was a kid i watched one life to live in general hospital because my my babysitter did of course so i therefore did as well so it's funny to me because i'm like i probably actually saw this originally at the time it was like 1986 you know yeah i'm sure that i probably ended up seeing one of these episodes or something and it's funny because they were showing clips from back then and i was like She's actually a really talented actress. And you can you can see that it comes across. And even though it's soap opera, you can you can tell like she's got chops. There are some mm-hmm. people who also just have that like spark. Like we were talking about yes. San- mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Bullock. Like there are just some people who have like you can't put your finger on it. But when you watch them do something, factor, right? yeah, there's just uh, they shine. And like, she has that when you watch her. There's just something about her like she's glowing and radiant. Yeah. There's an attractiveness to her, right? Like there's a 
a draw. Yes. And you can't put your finger on it. It's like, no. a, you wouldn't be able to articulate it, but like, just it's a, a thing. Yeah. She seems exactly like what we were mentioning earlier, where you're like, I just, I feel like I could be friends with her. Like yes. Sandy Bullock. Yeah, you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. I could be friends with that girl. Like, yeah. she seems awesome. She seems really cool, which is great because she is, gains success based off of that. And people do see her that way. She becomes wildly popular. The show is a huge success. I mean, it is in a time slot that's right between, um, it's like right between two huge shows. So they're they're getting major, major coverage. And it's a hit show um, in her first year right off the bat. And on the 2020 episode, they, they described her too. One of the um, people who knew her was like, she, she was, you know, their it girl. Like anything that they wanted her to do, whether it be an interview, whether it be hosting Thanksgiving Day parades, she was going to do to help promote the show. She was just, and she loved it. And she actually ended up moving when she moved to Los Angeles, staying with Pam, Pam Dauber. Um, and Pam talks about it on the 2020 episode too. It's just, it's the most darling thing. And she's like, I, I she was like, I felt like it was a really great idea because not only a was this darling sweet girl moving here had no place to go come live with me but also too she's like we could literally almost have that same relationship that we're going to be playing out right on role and yeah. you know in in this show in this kind of little sister way so it was really really sweet um and sorry oh and because of her newfound fame um she her fame grows right and she starts to get tons of fan mail she wanted from the very beginning to be you know more than ever just be there for her fans and reply and she's young and she knows she's got these young fans reaching out to her and she wants to respond to all the email uh, or all these mail like mail letters letters that are coming in (laughs) i'm like i don't know what we used to do back before email um all these mails all these mails all these mails all these these letters are coming in from fans and and who are supporting her so therefore she in a in return wants to support them back um eventually though the mail becomes so overwhelming that she ends up having to hire a company to kind of take over this for her and even on the vice of some people who are like you can't write things to people the one woman that was interviewed on 2020 was like you can't respond back to people because no matter what you say it's never going to be enough it always is going to be feel special people can take things you know like oh she she's my friend now and it becomes overly personal and you can never over personalize and that was you know so you know i was listening to one of my favorite like uh beauty uh vloggers Mm mm-hmm and she was talking about, I think they're called like para relationships and how actually weird that is. It's like the psychology, uh, a psychology term. And I know that we experience this on a, a much, much smaller scale, but it is right. strange when people know your life and like they know mm-hmm. things about you and you don't know anything about them. And right. so you ha- you do, you develop one-sided. this one-sided relationship, you know, uh, and that, that can be strange and it's a delicate balance to strike because you do want to feel close to those people and you want to show them that you appreciate them and you want to I understand where she's coming from completely like you want to have a personal relationship with them you know so it's I 
I feel for her because I would have wanted the same thing, I think. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. I can absolutely relate to this because I'm like me as well. Back in the day, if that was my if I was young, 18, I can just see myself being that same person who's like, I want to be different. I want to be a celebrity that people feel like they can relate to and talk to and reach out to. And that's what you would have wanted. Of course. You know, yeah. Yeah. But also, too, I'm not going to go crazy and kill you. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the other side of this, too, is so, okay, she hires this company and and and. So what she ends up doing is just signing a bunch of like these like headshots and just with her name and on a few of them, it would be like a heart and on maybe one of them, it would be like a peace sign and she'd write like little notes, like just nondescript and it would be just be like that yours is one of the best letters I've ever received and like and on these kind of just notations, like nothing that would speak specifically to what they were asking about. It's just mass produced. Yeah stuff right you reach re- reach a point where you really what other option do you have the amount of mail that she was getting and to be honest like i mean and that i was peak still fan. appreciated the fuck out of that because speaking of american girl in the back of every american girl magazine i was subscribed to it they would feature like a female um like i think lois lowry the writer like oh, there, yeah. there's like all these different people there would be like a biography and oftentimes at the end they would have like somewhere where you could write to them uh-huh. and i wrote to like every one of them. Aww, I always did it. Baby and Keegan, you're so cute. <laughs> oh and it God. made me feel so like looking back now, of course, I'm like, oh, these are probably like mess, like letters they have made up already with like their signatures on them or whatever. But at the time when I got a letter back, it oh, was like yeah. so exciting I to think, me, you know? I think I told you guys the only celebrity that I ever wrote to was Dave Thomas. Oh, the founder of Wendy's fucking oh thing ever. And I love that. I don't know how I forgot that, but that's it's bless I, your heart. I thought from watching the commercial that there was some kind of slogan contest and I just I came up with a really good one and I felt like I needed to write Dave Thomas. I love it. And he sent back a signed photograph of himself. I love that. <laughs> and a bunch of Wendy's coupons and it was just the best I want to know how ever. many people are writing to Dave Thomas that he needs signed <laughs> photographs on the ready to send to people. The goddamn Columbus icon. Who okay? is who is writing him? <laughs> and what did his headshot look like? I mean, like, it, looked, it looked like an old man. It was a like black Dave and Thomas. white <laughs> photo of Dave fucking Thomas. <laughs> I want to see that. Please frame it and put it in a prominent place in your house. I got to see if my mom held on to that because it was it that's, was great. We had Frosties hilarious. for like a year. She Hell sent fucking so many yes. coupons. Frosties hey, are the and best. And guess whose Frosty machines aren't broken down? Wendy's. Wendy's. Wendy's knows what's up. Wendy's knows what's up. Yeah. Uh, have you, you ever had fries and Frosty? Have you ever had a fucking float made from Frosty? Oh, no. Delicious. It's perfect like texture. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So, uh, yeah. So, Okay, moving on. We're clearly (laughs) starving. Oh my God, we are so hungry. All right. So meanwhile, in Arizona, uh, there's a man named Robert Bardo. Uh, He's watching television and sees an ad for an upcoming new show. He's watching like Remington Steel or something, he says. And he sees an ad for an upcoming show called My Sister Sam. This is the first time he ever sees Rebecca and becomes instantly enamored with her. He is, um, so a little bit about Richard Bardo. He's born the youngest of seven children and had a very troubled childhood, even becoming, you know, such a challenge in school that the school actually recommends to his parents that he seek therapy. And his parents are like, we're not putting him in therapy. It's the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah. And he's the youngest of seven kids. So like, we can't afford. Yeah. With what? With what money? Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
so he was really a loner. He lacked friends and community and started to reaching out with fan letters. I mean, he didn't have a lot of friendships. He didn't have like people surrounding him. He didn't have, you know, and what were his six other siblings doing? Um, yeah, obviously they're like, mm-hmm. that, yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. That's <laughs> even, even they were like, no, you're a little so weird. Sad. I don't want to hang out with it, you. It is sad. It is, it is sad. sad. I mean, cause he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any community. He doesn't have people he can reach out to. And he's not seeking therapy. So he's not going to ever get better. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when you feel isolated and it is easy to kind of create this like, vast internal life for yourself mm-hmm. you know which i think is kind of what he started to do you yeah, know absolutely and that's what exactly what he's doing he's he is recording every episode on his vhf of my sister sam he finds every interview she's ever done he finds every televised thing she's ever done and repeatedly watches these things which do you know how difficult it is to do without youtube Oh, yeah, my. fucking in the 80s. Like, what is he doing? Is he going like microfishing yes. shit? Like, you have to, uh, yeah. He's no. in the local library. Just, oh. like, I know you guys have a version of this, right? Uh, <laughs> so, um, anyway, his lack of friends, all of that leads him to writing a bunch of these fan letters. Um, he ultimately, um, you know, is reaching out, writing her all the time. He feels connected to her because just like we mentioned earlier, she does. She has this sense of like real, there's a real personable feeling about Mm -hmm. her. Like she feels like she could be your friend and Mm -hmm. he picks up on that. He's like, I can relate to her. We're the same age. You know, I see a kindred spirit in her and he latches onto it. He's like, I'm, I can feel the connection through the TV. You're speaking my language. Mm. So I I have to say that obsession is one of the scariest fucking things to me. Like the idea that somebody could become fixated on you is so, I think I've said it before on this podcast. It's like my, in my top fears. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you're listening, please don't. Please don't. We are not as cool. Don't don't be your heroes. Trust me. Like, (laughs) listen, (laughs) nobody wants to become obsessed with me. I'm not interesting enough for that. So boring. All right. Um, ba, ba, ba. He ultimately does receive a response from her. It's a headshot. And it has the phrase, yours is one of the nicest I've received with a peace sign in her signature. Mine? Mine is one of the nicest so that you've he, ever received? He's like, he's this, done. He's like, this is her signal. She feels the same way. Mm. I've been writing her all these letters. She is sending me a signal. I have to go fuck watching all these show movies on TV. I got to go see this bitch in real life. It's time. So basically, again, it's an auto response, right? She's but right. these reciprocated feelings to him are real. And it's he, that erotomania that you talked yep, about. Yeah, exactly. He flies to Los Angeles. He buys her a big bouquet of flowers and this huge teddy bear. And he shows up at the gates of Warner Brothers and he's like, hey, hey, knock, 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 guard. <laughs> and guard was like, like, red fucking flag. <laughs> he does that face that that TSA agent makes. Yeah. He's like, mm-mm. he is like, I'm friends with Rebecca. We are good friends. I'm in town. I came to stop by to see her. I brought her some gifts. She'll be expecting me. And guard's like, mm, will she though? I don't know. Mm-mm. Let me call over. We don't usually let people on on the lot when they're actually actively working. Mm -hmm. And so she calls over 
or the guard calls over and she's like, yeah, no, I am not expecting anyone. And no. So they turn him away. Well, he returns again the next day. Very determined. Nine one fucking one. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Like day two. Yeah. Uh-uh. And Take your like, giant teddy bear and go somewhere else. Sir, we have told you this is not going to happen. And they even are like, you know, you know, it's very sweet, but you really need to understand that she's, this is not, not going to happen. Right. Well, you and know? it's your place of fucking work. Yeah. It'd be the same thing if someone showed up at an office building. It's like, this is where I fucking work. I don't like it. Don't show up. Don't show up anywhere. And I don't know first you. And foremost. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So, but if you think about it, this is an easy way for him to find her because he knows that it's, she's going to be on this lot. Mm. And she has to work. Right. But that's like such a red flag to the um, guards because yeah. it's just like if you were her friend, you, would you wouldn't have another way of contacting exactly. her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is weird. Also to think about the times. It's not like you have cell phones. It's not like you have, you know, this is the 80s. Yeah, but you should have her home phone number. She should know you're coming. Like, if you're friends, yeah. like, yeah. yes, weird. So many, so many things. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Um, okay. So, My Sister Sam goes into its second season and off of the, you know, it's hit top, you know, doing huge the season before. It actually is canceled in its second season. Um, it actually was moved into a noon time slot directly against facts of life oh can't complete can't compete with tootie you just Mm -mm. no you absolutely cannot and it's sad but she is ready to move forward becca uh rebecca actively is searching now though for roles outside of this patty image um she had auditioned for pretty woman and they had said you know what you're just too cute you're too girl next door you're too you're not you're quite sweet edgy enough yeah. you're, you're too sweet nuts and yeah she was a sugar nuts too much sugar nuts um she is yeah she's they have already kind of put her in this idea of patty from this role and so her whole goal is to move away from this typecasting that's starting to happen because of being in that role and she lands a role playing um diane cannon in the movie or in the show end of innocence. Um, and she's landing a few TV movies, but her real break uh, from character comes when she gets a role uh, in scenes from the class struggle in Beverly Hills. In this role, she has a sex scene and comes off a bit more promiscuous in Robert Bardot's eyes. So she's like now switching from this like girl next door, relatable, you know, anybody could be my friend girl to now kind of playing a role that, to him is like this isn't who you are why would you do this right yeah because again he has this like internal life where he feels like he knows her and he feels like who she was in that show is who she is is. yeah and it triggers an anger in him that ruins his perfect image of that he has made of her and so now instead of seeing this girl as this madonna he's she's now just a typical la hollywood whore he puts basically yeah yeah, no, that's how it happens. It's, oh, Ugh. God, it so, infuriates me. Around the same time, Bardo had read an article about, in People Magazine, about Teresa Saldana's stalker case. Um, Teresa Saldana was another actress, and he learned from this article that he read that the that um, her stalker had found out her information by g- getting a private investigator. Sometimes too much information. 
Yeah, that yeah. the media's culpability in some of these things, if you want to really look, not just this case, but just sure. in the way that they're putting out the information to get a good salacious story. It's like you're putting people's lives at risk. Yeah. It's very irresponsible. And again, this is the 80s, late 80s. <laughs> so you're looking at, uh, there's just no responsibility at the time. I, oh, just, yeah. I mean, you think about that time. I actually almost did the Jerry Springer episode uh, where the guy, girl, guy killed the girl. I mean, think about Jenny Jones and the things that were happening at that time. Oh, yeah. Salacious was the name of the game. Oh, I mean, and it's still that way. I mean, look mm-hmm. at TMZ. Like the way that we feel like we are entitled to have mm. access. And information. I mean, and that, all that's not new. It's No, the, it's the penny, always been that penny way. Penny dreadful, mm-hmm. you true. know? Penny dreadfuls are always going to be a thing. Yeah, it's so true. So he decides he's going to hire a private investigator to find Rebecca's address. He goes to a private investigator in Arizona in Tucson and uh, for $250 this investigator will find his address. Her Motherfucking address. 80s. Just burn I, the 80s down. $250. You could just like burn it down and start over. Because, <laughs> wow. wow. Well, I mean, now now you can Google somebody and find it for free. Well, not a celebrity. You couldn't just go and Google a celebrity's house address you can probably do it through I guess you could just go on the star tour right yeah <laughs> i mean to be honest okay never mind i'm not gonna give it yeah. i know now we're yeah. gonna do exactly what we just talked about yeah oh my <laughs> god yeah well what the private investigator did was all he did was call contact the dmv and was able to obtain her information what who who working at the dmv is like this is fine yeah sure <laughs> like oh you went what? Rebecca, who was it rebecca got it right here the <laughs> actress rebecca schaefer what do you need her home address no Perfect. problem god like, damn it carol absolutely that was complete carol definitely did it <laughs> um also if you want to know where his brothers and sisters are well one of his brothers helps him buy a gun because the gun shop would not give it to him because they said that he had a history of mental illness and also he was only i think 19 at the time Oh, good on that yeah. gun shop, though, for actually, that's, that seems bro- rather responsible. But they go back the next day, and so his brother buys it for him. Oh, God. Yeah. So it's fine. It's, it's fine. He just needs a gun. Wow. I know. Keegan's going to burn this place down. Flames on the side of my face. Hating. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he does as well, writes another letter to, um, and he this kind of a letter to himself like th- that they talk about kind of like a diary type situation in this letter. He writes, I need to destroy that, which I cannot obtain. He he's basically like, I've, I've obsessed over this thing. This fucking incel. It, Go so I, fuck yourself. I need like to honestly, it. what a piece of shit. Like, Oh my God, the entitlement that. Uh, yeah, Exactly. <sighs> So he takes a Greyhound bus from uh to to LA from Tucson, and on July eighteenth, nineteen eighty nine, Bardo found Rebecca's apartment, knocked, and showed her his signed letter. And after a brief conversation, she asked him to leave and not return. He went to a nearby diner for breakfast and returned an hour later. Can we talk about how fucking terrifying that would be? Like to open yeah. your door, your front door, yeah. where like you're supposed First to be that safe. Was, that was the eighties, so yeah. people still like came to your door or mm-hmm. whatever because i'm like if anyone even if if you guys like knocked on my door like unannounced or whatever would be like the weirdest oh, fucking uh, thing i now. was at home yeah. the other day and there was a knock at my door and i almost jumped like 50 feet mm-hmm. and it was somebody who was leaving a package but i was just like oh like yeah we yeah. are not equipped for that no <laughs> yeah. no but 
The reason Rebecca answered her door was because she had been expecting somebody to come to her door. She'd been expecting a script for Godfather 3 in which she was going to be getting a role in um, to arrive. So she opens up again as he returns an hour later, again, expecting a script. And again, it's Bardot who pulled out his 357 handgun and shoots her point blank in the chest. Rebecca died 30 minutes after her arrival at Cedar sinai can you fucking imagine? Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that she was, she was night. I remember from the case file episode that she was like polite with him mm-hmm. when he, he polite first but came firm. polite, but firm. And so the second time that he came, she wasn't having any of it. Yeah. So she like, gave him fucking attitude, which she was well within her fucking right to. Right. But know? that's not but who that was it was not. at odds with who he thought she was. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that that enraged him as well, yeah. you know, like, because this is not the, the girl that I love for my sister, Sam wouldn't give me that kind of attitude. But you put you know? a peace sign on your signed. I thought we had yeah, an understanding. Like, Unbelievable. I know it's wild. So isn't it? wild to think about. That's how, how someone thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Thinks. Yeah. There was something not firing. Bardo was arrested in Tucson the following day after police were called to to a reports of a man wandering down the I-10. Um, Marsha Clark was actually the lead prosecutor and Bardo was convicted of, and sentenced to a life in prison. I'm not going to give him much more talk time. But as a result of this case, new a uh, new California laws changed and uh, changed basically preventing the DMV from releasing private information and was in... Um, Enacted in 1994. Why was that wow, not a 94. fucking thing already? That doesn't make any sense. But uh, uh, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> also, in 1990, her death also uh, prompted America's first anti-stalking laws. Oh, yeah. In 19 okay. fucking 90, that like yeah. ugh, everything about like obsession and stalking it frustrates me so much because you. It's so out of control. Even you now, have no control. and even nowadays, it's like you, they can't really do anything until yeah. something happens. Right. Like honestly, even if she had called the police after the first time he came to her door, I guarantee you, I know how Nothing that conversation would, would go. Yep. They would say, "Well, what did he do? Mm-hmm. Well, he came to my front he door and he showed. He gave me the creeps. He showed me a picture and he tried to tell me that we had a relationship and we don't. And I'm just nervous about it. I guarantee you, they'd be like, "Well, I mean, it's that's not against the law." Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's just yeah. like Chills. it's so frustrating and it's so sad. It is yeah. sad, and it's it is a really sad story when you look at somebody as bright and you know full of life and. You know, on the verge of a real burgeoning career. And, you know, it's always sad with when anybody dies. I don't want to discredit, you know, anyone's death or that hers is more sad because she was famous. It's not. It's just that, you know. We were let in. That, that's why we're yeah. able to experience that. It's not any more sad than anything else. But yeah. we, because of the nature of celebrity, you know, we were able to see. There's documentation yeah. of mm-hmm. of her brightness, of her star. You know, like there's documentation of it. Yeah. And so it just it brings it home in a different way because we are able to see it and we know about her child and we know she's an only child and like all of that stuff just makes it's layers of devastation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, yeah, Oof. yeah. Good one. good one. Very good one. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so let's let's do a nice little palate cleanser yeah some sorbet (laughs) a sorbet of shows we've been watching or oh have i told you about this uh show called marriage story let me talk about it for 10 minutes um (laughs) (laughs) totally kidding oh my gosh 
call the <sighs> midwife. You're here. Dude. Welcome. So, We're over here with open arms yes. for you. So, okay. <laughs> About uh, two weeks ago uh, was the uh, long week. We, we had the digital Hollywood thing. It was also the anniversary of the separation and that sort of thing. And it also daylight savings gets it's dark like, oh. at 4.30. And I went down down hard it was like so, like somebody like hit me at the knees and i went like down now i was bound and fucking determined to not have the year that i had last year because i went down at the same time last year and i didn't get back the fuck up until after new year's it took me a long time and it was really hard it was not a good couple of months and i was like i'm not gonna do that this year so i have hibernated a little bit but I put on, I was like, you know what? I need something that feels good. It's that is about love, hug. that has hope, that has just good people in it. If I'm going to, to be down, I'm not going to watch murder stuff. Right. I can't, I have got to have a positive. And so I put that on. Holy shit, dude. It is a warm hug. It, oh. That show, that show loves physically, you back. It yes, does. That, that show does. physically does something yep. that makes you feel like physically warm. Like, and I did. It unlocked where I was like, oh, okay, it's okay to cry. And so yep. I cried out. I cried for like a week. Dude, literally, it's a crying show for Christ's sake. Just a week of crying. And then, but and then I just started to feel lighter. I started to feel better. And I was just like, you know what? Like, It's if, cathartic. If, honestly, it is. This year I had one or two weeks of feeling down and last year was two months. Like, I'm going to count that as a W. Absolutely. I'm count that as a win. Yes. That's a hard capital yeah. W well, right there. Especially because the real win here is that you were able to recognize what was happening. Right. You're able to acknowledge what was happening and find a way out. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Because when you're in a depression spiral, yep. like, it is that's what makes it so hard is that you literally can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you are able to recognize your behavior mm-hmm. and understand how to move forward, mm. it's a huge win. I just gave myself like permission to feel it. Yeah. I think like last year I tried to fight it and had this like, I should be, I should be yeah. farther along. I should be blah, blah, blah. And I didn't play the should a game this year. And I was just like, I'm sad and that's Okay. You and know, and I mean, I'm allowed feelings. to feel those feelings and I've fucking felt them. But and then watching like call the midwife and then and yeah, like you said, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, I was just like, I felt a lot stronger than last year. And like, you know, I'm giving that trying to get those chummy vibes. Oh, God She's bless America. I, I fucking love her and I, so much. And Sister Evangeline, oh. also my favorite. <laughs> They're all great. They're all great. They're all great. And I can only tell you that the show only gets like, it, better, it's better. always great. It's oh, never good. not great. Yeah. And like, it's, you can't, that show can trick you. If you are in a dark place and you're like, I need to cry because I'm sad, then you'll start crying because your joy. your heart is warmed and yes. then your body's confused because you're like, I'm doing what I wanted to do because I was sad. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also feeling warm but and I feel joy feelings right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, I it's, thought it was dead and a baby lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was not sure. My mom was the one who told me to watch Call the Midwife. And, you know, as a defiant daughter, I guess, I wouldn't classify myself that way, but I didn't watch it like for months like right. after mm-hmm. she told me i was like yeah 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 and then one day i did and i was like this is why you listen to your mom because 
moms know best. It, it, like, so if you're like, mm, that show's not for me, you should go turn it on because you go oh, listen to Tammy Cortez mm, right yes, now. Yes. Well, the, the very last episode that I watched, and I ended up tweeting this quote out, it just really hit me. It's, um, it was from the woman that says it to Jenny Lee is, is the woman that survived the concentration camps. And Jenny Lee is going through her own like disaster at the moment. And she just says, you keep living until you feel alive. Yep. And I was like, Oh my God, that is the most profound fucking shit. Cry right now. I know I'm tearing <laughs> up episode, right now. I know exactly what episode you're talking about. You keep, you, I think you've, we both are like at the same spot. Exactly. Yeah. It it broke my heart because I'm like, that's exactly what you do. And that is like what I'm feeling right now getting through the holidays. It's like you just, you just keep living until you feel alive. Mm. And it's so, uh, I love that show. So beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) I'm so glad you're on board. Yes. Yeah. Feeling it. I guess I know what I'm going to be doing this week is watching more midwife. Honestly, me too. Yeah, me too. Um, so I, I did watch the Great British Bake Off <gasps> holiday specials. There's two I episodes. There's two. And oh my God. So you watch the first one, the yeah. Christmas one, which is a Christmas and a New Year's one. And I have to say flow with those dentures. God blessed teeth. And she <laughs> she emptied an entire bottle of wine into a cake. <laughs> a whole bottle. I was like, bitch. And we friends. Put cheese on queen. it. <laughs> fucking cheese on it. She's like an old lady. I was like, oh. I fucking am standing. Whoa. <laughs> Amazing. So, Goddamn cheese. And he comes over and tastes it. He's like, that is not good. That's uh, <laughs> And poor Flo was like, I know that cake is good. I love that cake. I'm going to keep making that cake. And yeah. I'm like, we stand a queen. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, here's for British shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feeling it. Yeah. Oh, I also watched that. Um, and I'm still, I'm, we're now on season five of Castle. Castle, uh, we've spent way too much money watching the show, but uh, it is <laughs> Real fucking good. Dude, Nathan Fillion is God just love him. so fucking charismatic. Yes. Talk about someone who has like a, a an it factor. Oh, yeah. I He's got him. this charm about him that is yeah. undefinable. The number of, because I am a hard, hardcore Firefly. I yeah. watched Firefly since the very first episode when it came out on actually on television. Watched that shit. It was the angry person who, when it went away, I was the person who donated money when they wanted to make a movie. I did all that. I, I'm, You're writing angry letters. I, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Dearest producers. <laughs> Dearest ABC Fox whoever. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, so anyway, um, I love that show. I think it's real super good. So that's, I'm still, we're still on that. Um, the number of the Firefly references that they make. It's pretty cute. In Castle. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I love the the number of people who were from that show who've guest starred on it. Yep. It's 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 yeah. It's it's brilliant. How I have not watched that show until now is is really stupid. Um and then also too, reading. We've been we've been reading. We just read um Stocking Stuffers. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it was by Erin McClellan. It will Stuff you're stalking. It's something. It's, it's something. Uh, so yeah, if you so, want to hear our review about it, you definitely uh, want to check out Boobies and Newbies. It is a Christmas themed erotic <laughs> novella. And it is uh, 
wow. <laughs> Wowie, wow, yes, wow, go wow. listen to uh, <laughs> it. It should be coming out soon. I think at the beginning of December. Check that out for sure. We'll make sure to put it on our socials and everything else. Too. It, it does have sugar nuts in it. It does. Oh, it sure does. <laughs> yeah. And also meaty ones. Meaty nuts There's as well. <laughs> also meaty ones there. Um, so much. It's nutty, that's for sure. I do want to point out before we end that we have a new design in our merch shop. So go check that out. Um, and we will be having a, hopefully doing something for Black Friday. We got to get that worked out with the store. But if that does end up going through, we will be putting it on all of our socials. So uh, keep a lookout for all that stuff. Oh, well, I'm so excited about the new design. I yeah. am too. I want it for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, if you want more details on our merch, more details on... Uh, linking up with our Patreon on Facebook, anything like that, go to our one-stop shop of website. That is myworstdatepodcast.com. Uh, we appreciate you listening to us through this holiday season. We've got um, more holiday date stories that we're looking for, so keep writing them in yeah. for please, sure. Please. We love them. And we love you guys so much, so thanks so much for listening. Cheers! Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.